Welcome everybody to the Spawn of Podcast. This is your host, Kyle Adams. Uh, this show is a very special show. Uh, this is kind of our running around the world. This is the Carmen San Diego kind of episode. Um, it's like, where is Khalif? Where is Cicero? Where is Sharif? Um, so uh, Sharif and I were over at uh, GDC this past week. And we got a chance to run around and hang out with some great developers and some awesome folks. And uh, if you've been paying attention to our social media feeds, you'll see that we've been doing a bunch of cool stuff that we will be talking about specifically uh, next week in our next week's show. Um, and while we were doing that, Cicero was running around C2E2 in Chicago, checking out all the cool sites, all the cool uh, cosplay and all the cool video games and comic book stuff out there. So what we have this week is a, a little bit of a shorter show. We're just getting together a bunch of interviews that all of us have taken uh, throughout our travels this past week and mashed it together for you all to listen to. Uh, so next week, remember, we're going to have like our full blowout of all the things that we actually saw, played and touch uh, from C2E2 and GDC. Uh, but for now, I want you all to sit back, relax and hang out and chill and listen to some of the really cool interviews that we had at our respective shows and our respective running around uh, this past week. So take a listen, let us know what you think. And as always, thank you, Bricago, for listening and always checking out our stuff over at Spawn on Me. Peace. Hey, everybody. This is Spawn on Me GDC Day 2, GDC 2016. We're hanging out. Uh, we're doing a little bit of kind of impromptu stuff, hanging out. Uh, pre-interview interviews with, with, <laughs> with folks that we know in the industry, hanging out. Uh, Gent, do you want to uh, jump on the mic and introduce yourself to the folks at the Yeah, Chicago? yeah, I, I can do that. So, uh, uh, good afternoon. Yeah, afternoon. Well, it might actually be evening in Chicago by now, huh? Probably. It's I probably mean, eh, maybe. maybe. I mean, it might be. Is uh, twilight perhaps uh, in in early to late twilight? In the in the in the in the let's see, in the Pacific Northwest at this point, it's around four o'clock in the afternoon. No, five o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sun is not setting yet. It is. Has a nice uh, 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 bask across the buildings, uh, going across the San Francisco skyline. Right, so uh, almost a, almost a uh, Baywatch or a Miami Heat esque. It's Firewatch esque uh, without the <laughs> <laughs> Firewatch tones on the right. sky. So, yeah. so, so, who are you, yeah. sir, and what are you doing uh, up in up in GDC land yeah, and up so in the gaming spots? I'm uh, I'm Josh Boykin. I'm the uh, founder and editor in chief over at uh, Intelligame, which is a uh, it's Intelligame us. A lot of people say it's .us, but I say it's .us because it's, <laughs> it's not about me. It's about us. <laughs> but uh, I'm the founder and editor-in-chief uh, over there, and I've been doing the uh, the GDC thing for the past couple of days and just happened to run into an old friend up in, uh, you know, the, the Portland area, our our Pacific Northwest section of mm-hmm. Chicago. So, Word. Yeah. So how's your, how's your GDC been so far? Because you've been, you've been running around a little bit. Yeah, I literally was just running around about 10 seconds ago. Uh, you know, GDC is a cool show. I've been to, um, you know, I've done E3, I've done CES, um, I've done some smaller shows, C2E2, mm-hmm. Wizard World Portland. Um, and each show kind of has its own feel. But the cool thing about GDC is that this is where the people who make the things that we care about, the games that we love, right. this is where they go to have the conversations that are important to them. So... I mean, like, you don't see a whole lot of press here, which is interesting because... <laughs> you really don't. I'm, I mean, like, I don't understand how you would not want to be here. This is where this is where the magic happens. This is where they have the discussions that create the things that we care about. Yeah. So it's been awesome. And, and you know, you run into people, too. Um, I would literally just ran to go say hello and, and like, 
kind of gaping jaw at Ar- Anita Sarkeesian. I totally <laughs> just, I'm sure I made a total fool of myself. But uh, no, I mean, it's it's awesome. It's a it's this giant core of massively influential people in our uh, in our industry. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those weird things where you kind of dig into uh, seeing folks that you have always wanted to talk to. Uh, and then when you finally have that that like meeting of the minds a little bit, yeah, you kind of first have that first layer that kind of falls away. That's like, hey, you're a human being. How are you doing, human being? <laughs> like right. that kind of thing. Like, yeah, oh, I like the stuff that you do, but also it's really nice to see that you are in this space making these things happen. Right. What, what have been some of the kind of experiences you've already had so far? Um, you know, uh, one of the. I think it's been interesting being able to attend panels, you know, um, to not just right. see. There are some really cool games out there, right? Uh, there's one called Line Wobbler. Did you check that out? I love Line Wobbler. Oh. Line Wobbler is one. I, I want the home version of Line Wobbler. I'm, I, I am thoroughly convinced that if we could find a way to just, like, attach Line Wobbler to, I don't know, like, the area around your, you know, just <laughs> put it put it around your floor. Put it. Around, we should describe what line wobbler is. Yeah, do it. Um, so line wobbler is what they call a uh, a one D uh, dungeon crawler, uh, which doesn't have like a you know a deep thought provoking story to it. But uh, line wobbler is essentially uh, a strip of LED lights. It's a one it's a one D strip of lights that goes up mm-hmm. about. What I think it's a 15 meter long strip, right. whatever that means in feet, because I'm not good at that. I live in America; <laughs> I speak standard. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a 15 meter strip. It goes straight up, and you uh, essentially are playing with a str- a uh, spring, a physical, real thick coil, uh, coil string uh, spring that's sure. attached to a door stopper. You push it forward. Uh, like you would push forward a joystick, and you'll see this little green dot that represents you start to move up the strip. And then if you uh, push it from side to side, it creates this little explosion that you can use to destroy red dots on the strip. So you think, like, oh, well, it just looks like a a strip of dots. But it turns out to be kind of this puzzle game where you're trying to go through and, like, defeat enemies. There'll be little pink strips that show up. They're motherships, and you have to go destroy the mothership before you get to the top of the strip. It was crazy. And I would have never seen that at GameStop. So, so, so before before we bring you in, Carl, we ha- we have sure. to definitely say, uh, I've been following your stuff for a bit, and uh, I was at the last uh, Blacks and Gaming last Sick. Oh, really? Yeah, I was I was in the crowd, I was oh, in there, I was in the room, uh, and I was like, Carl, we got to definitely figure out a way to get you on the show. And now it has actually happened because <laughs> that's the I way because you because you roll through and because of all, because of the way the internet works and all that good stuff. So tell the folks at home who you are and what you do. Uh, my name is Carl Bernardo. I am. Um, and actually in charge of a site called CultureCon, which is a, a diversity and gaming site. I'm diversity and, and entertainment site, but at the GDC, I'm in uh, the Blacks and the Blacks and Gaming uh, chair of the SIG. The, the SIG. So I run the SIG that for Blacks and Gaming Project. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I remember the last conversation that uh, we had at the last SIG, and you uh, we had a really awesome roundtable, uh, and we talked about what were the steps that were kind of going to move. Uh, not only what you're doing in the space forward, right. but also the folks who are in that room kind of give them the platform to do what they need to do to kind of build upon their platforms and build upon the kind of development and, and everything that works in the kind of development space. That's why we launched CultureCon. CultureCon is the first initiative out of that group. Nice. Because um, so the, the space has four areas we identified as the problem from, from, the, from the, the, the kind of input we got from the group, right? Right. Representation. 
in front of games, so on the screen, right? Stereotypes in games, people, you know, grand, it's Grand Theft Auto, Center Black Game, or blah, 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 not right. Then representation behind games, are people getting hired? Are people in the companies, right? Then um, I always get, like, these four. I always, I always miss one of them when I get, I get the interview. <laughs> one, two, and four. Yeah. Right, one, two, and four. So the representation issues, then um, the education, how people are getting trained to make games, right? Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> there's one other area. I always remember. I always forget Oh, entrepreneurship. Ah, yes. Are there companies that make black content or minority content that can are self-sustaining? Is VC money going to them? Are they getting funded? Are right. they able to create their ideas, generate their ideas? So CultureCon is the re- first response, which is how to cut. Co- we're going to cover entertainment. So on our first initiative is Diversity Watch. Nice. Review content based on diversity, uh, con- the diversity of the content, not if it's a good story necessarily or not, right? So... Like, we would give maybe Flash an A. Flash is excellent diversity of characters, right? You have uh, Joe, you have Irene, uh, his daughter, you have Iris, you have... They, they, Flash does a really good job of, like, making integrated kind of world, right? They take Big Bang Theory, not so great, right? Like, I mean, they have one... <laughs> For a number of reasons. Right, right. Num- but they have one character they've used kind of over and over again to say like the punchline, but he doesn't really have any other interactions with minority characters, right? So... You know that so Big Bang Theory though, if you look at any site, though, gets a B or A on content every week. There's nothing, there's nothing there to, to kind of like keep them accountable on diversity issues, right? So our goal is to like do gaming, film, television in that space is to actually review it based on content of um, what they're doing every week, diversity wise, and not just you know. So so I know the roundtable when we all kind of brain. We, I really love the uh, the roundtable actually because you did. We did a lot of brainstorming, yeah, which I thought was really important to kind of get the the, the tone of the room. Right. Also, we all have so many varied experiences and levels of where people were from and and how uh, people were actually like in their space, in their level of gaming, or in kind of all the strata that's there. Um, what has been some of the stuff you said uh, the new initiative that you're doing now? Do you feel that from last year? to this year you're hearing kind of more of a movement towards things getting maybe not necessarily better but having moved a little bit forward well in intel moved the dial really far because they put that 300 million dollar initiative together right. to, to diversity in the game but what's interesting for me is we're starting to get attention from other people who so like let's say there's three steps right intel got this big pool of money in this initiative they call people they knew and said hey we got all this money and, you know do something right and right 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 and those folks are calling, starting to look at people like us and going, hey, you're actually doing stuff on the ground. What do you need? And so I've, I've, got, I've had at least five meetings this, this Tuesday about what are your initiatives for next year. And so it's just, I, I don't have a, a definitive answer to, to yet, but yeah. it has, I've seen the dial push more than you know, GC ever been at, where there's actually this discussions happening about not only – um, moving the space for representation and like hiring, but also like actual initiatives, you know, like getting out in, in front of people. Like, I think we're going to do some of, like our next event's going to be San, San Diego Comic Con, which nice. is interesting because nobody ever did anything before. So that's going to be one of those we're going to do next. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because they won't let me in because, no, I'm just playing. Yeah, <laughs> like, man, this because I'm, no, I'm not going to. Right. No, no, no. It's not, it's not, it's not that. The nicest, uh, you know, I was going to say Michael Jackson sitting on top of the world, the Beverly Palm Hills Hotel. But now I got to say, it's Michael. No, never mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> you, you ever been to San Diego Comic Con? I haven't been. I haven't you, been. You, you, I've, I've you applied, go. but I haven't been yet. You, you go anyway. I've heard it. Is I mean, I had a couple. I have a friend. There. I have a friend. Actually, shout out to, to uh, JP Deshong, who's doing Sons of Fate 
um, who's doing a, a book. It's a uh, it's the better version of Afro Samurai. Yeah. Oh. Um, so he's making a really dope joint. But he's gone every year to do his comic stuff because he was in the industry for a long right. time. He was like, you should just go. Just go. Just go. But it was never a lot of gaming stuff there for me. Oh, you're so wrong. Really? It's, you're it's so wrong. Because you're looking at Comic-Con's programming. Right. But there's like 25 activations outside of Comic-Con. There's outside, Assassin's Creed has a whole thing where you run a, you can run the, the maze. Yeah. And like, yeah, they, they do activations. All, you have to even go inside Comic-Con. Like there's, there's things all around the city you can do for free. Right. The whole week. It's a geek. It's, it's like it's like Geek Vegas, like for a week. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm telling you, it's amazing. That's good to know. Yeah, That's good to know. Don't, don't sleep. Don't sleep. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Take a trip down to, to yeah, LA. It's I got worth family. It. It's worth it. Come San, San Diego. Diego. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. It's worth it. uh, you know, I was. Uh, it's interesting that you were talking about diversity in in GDC, right? Because yeah. this is this is my first time doing GDC, and I'm yeah. I'm pretty typically used to being the the only the only black guy in the room. Right. And that's not to say that that hasn't happened a number of times right. here either. Right. But there have been more discussions about how that's an issue and how people want to resolve it, and the the angles that they're taking to make sure that there is more inclus- you know inclusivity and diversity. And I think you have to have those kinds of discussions where you have a, a set group of people that say, well, what direction are we going to go? How are we going to take there care of There are a number of people pushing this for a long time. It's, 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 a, it's a culmination of like about 12, 13 years of people actually having these discussions quietly. And it's starting to like bubble to the surface because people that care, enough people at the top start caring about it where it's really become something that people who know each other have kind of unified and said, no. These are going to be five issues we're going to care about, and diversity is one of them. Right. One because the game industry was cannibalizing itself. Um, you, you they're making the same thing, and you have to diversify the stories. I mean, to just survive, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was. Part of it. I mean, I've seen it in a lot of the conversations from from folks in the the, the blacks and gaming groups, and and right. part of the Facebook group, and, and and all that stuff as well. Trying to just hear those conversations kind of bubble up from within the group itself and here are people who are actually making strides and kind of uh reaching back uh people who are already gotten into the industry and people who have like learning there's been a really good amount of uh talk and conversation back and forth uh from people in the group itself um have you heard anything specific that you kind of want to highlight or something that you feel uh any projects or anything else besides what you just said uh prior um that you can think that's kind of like helping the group kind of moved forward as well, and also you see you've been to a, a uh, bunch Marcus of stuff. Marcus Montgomery has a project he's doing where he's he's really got an initiative to get more people hired in the industry. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the the name of the initiative. Like I apologize, Marcus, for this halfway shout out, but <laughs> he has a pretty good initiative to get people actually into the industry and hired. Right. Um, there are uh, you know I've had some meetings I can't talk about yet, but started to look at targeting colleges in particular of. Of really focusing on gaming as a as a minority initiative because uh, what's cool about gaming is actually most a lot of universities discount gaming as a as a career overall. Right. So if you you could actually target universities that have minority populations and say, hey, this is something underserved, you should focus your energy on this. Well, um, there's some issues though. I mean, like Nesby doesn't really see gaming as a viable engineering career, right? right. So they don't mm-hmm. really direct their students to the game industry, which is Unfortunately, we really would like Nesby to like to hear hear this podcast. We would like you to be involved, like you right. Know. So, I mean, there's some things that are challenging, and then the other thing is we have to really get parents on board um, with right. gaming as a viable, sure, um, a viable career path. Like the discount, discontent, discontent, 
this counting of that as career path hurts kids when they come out of college because the parents say you can't do that. That's right. Not realistic, you know. It, well, I mean, there are so many different ways to make money in the gaming industry now. Right. I mean, between, uh, I mean, whether you're doing a maybe a more conventional job right. path, like being a, a developer, an engineer, or something like that. But I mean, you've got streamers, you've got YouTubers, people on Twitch who are making tens of thousands, right. hundreds of thousands. I just watched a, a stream the other day. This uh, this girl made three hundred fifty dollars in forty five minutes. There are very few careers out there where you can make three hundred fifty dollars in forty five <laughs> minutes, and most of them involve you doing something that might get you sent away somewhere. So, uh, but I think that most people don't know, and particularly parents. You know, you feel like your your kid's taking some sort of big risk, but this right. is a big shift in in business. Yes. And I think you're right. You know, the more that the more that we can get that education and that exposure out there. And I think part of it, too, is, you know, you want it to be a respectable field, right? right. Like, you know, and you got clowns out there who can, you know, do something stupid on YouTube and make a bunch of money. But there are people out there who are providing legitimate educational change the world style experiences that hopefully will be able to make some good money and make a difference, too. It, it You know, it's 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 really difficult because... Uh, large black areas don't have gaming as a culture right. usually, so they struggle because they don't. They have to get the kid away, right? I go to San Francisco or LA to learn about the industry, and so they they get protective and like, no, go, to, go work at the bank, you know? Like that that's I know what that is. I know how that works, right? right? And we have to like get past this because there's hundred thousand dollar jobs like, yeah. that you can you can do that you may have got training for, but now you don't do it because whatever happens, you don't do it. You know? so, mm-hmm. And uh, I think the uh, didn't when you had uh, David Jaffe on uh, a few weeks ago right. had that conversation where he was just like we we don't get the applicants. It's not that we don't want to you know. And I I haven't seen his uh, you know how many people do apply, but I I would not say that there's not space to send more people of color, more people from diverse backgrounds out to get these kinds of jobs, and that people are looking for them to provide those opinions to provide that insight and to hopefully stop them from getting torn up in the press when they make mistakes like watch watchdogs or gta 5 yeah i mean it's a hard it's a hard um road to hoe when you have to try to figure out what the balance is from the socioeconomical side socioeconomical that's not a word (laughs) socioeconomic side of the um kind of getting the tech in the home from the beginning from an early age we see it kind of transpires in a lot of different ways now where you'll see families that you wouldn't necessarily expect to have. Uh, they don't have uh, PCs that will run things that you can code really hard things off of, but you'll have a tablet. Right. You'll have those kind of small kind of introductory versions of that stuff that will get kids into it. Um, but, again, it's still a really hard kind of um, uh, uh, situation for, for kids in the inner city, especially, just still trying to figure out how that routes and I'm happy you really brought up the kind of like stay at home it's easier to kind of figure that out here uh, as opposed to that and there is a little bit of that in the black community where it's like we don't want you to go too far because we are afraid for you and uh, you'll see it which is ironic because you really need to go to a big company to get legitimacy so it's right right so it's catch 22 right right family tells you stay home and do your project on the side right and then you're working at like you know Chase or something, right? And like at night you do like your little game project. No one takes you seriously, right? Right. But the, but then if you leave, like you know, you just like I'm not, I'm not staying here no more. And you go to California and you're for Sony. <gasps> I uh-huh. knew he could do it, you know. Like like right, they, right, they, right, it's right, such right. a weird contradiction in like how they they right. view like 
Success is such a strange thing. Success I, uh, is a thing that you see only till you see it. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I knew he could do it. And then uh, you're like, yeah, uh-huh, I knew uh-huh. he could yeah, exactly. do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up. Uh, this is awesome. I'm happy. This is like super impromptu, super dope. You came through really quick and, and definitely got to everybody together. Uh, Carl, give everybody your social media stuff so they can find you and learn more about Big. At Twitter, uh, I'm a writer, writer of Kings. It's my comic book, uh, graphic novel. And then uh, CultureCon, www.culturecon.com. Nice. And Mr. Boykins, cool. let folks know where they can find cool. you. Yep, you can hit me at, uh, at Wallstormer, W-A-L-L-S-T-O-R-M-E-R. Kind of like running into a brick wall, but through it, through <laughs> it, up it, something like that. And then also uh, you can find my website at uh, Intellagame.us. I also write for GotGame.com and PopZara.com. Dope, so, dope, dope, dope. So folks in Chicago, that's the reason GDC is so dope. You will walk up to folks... Throw a microphone in their face, and they have dope things to talk about and dope things to say. Uh, so we're definitely going to get up with you uh, at the end of tonight as well. We're going to have a little bit of wrap-up from folks. Uh, and we'll have some more GDC content for you for the rest of the week. Uh, and we will say peace, and we are out. Hey, everybody. What's up? This is Sharif from the Spawn on Me podcast. I'm reporting from a patio. Um, in the Bay Area, San Francisco, here at GDC 2016. Um, and I just finished playing an awesome game uh, called Narcosis um, from, uh, the, from the developer Honor Code. Um, and, uh, and right now I have one of the folks from Honor Code with me right now. So can you I- introduce yourself and just let the folks know a little bit about the game? Hi there. My name is David, uh, David Chen. And I'm the, uh, narrative, the narrative guy with Honor Code working on Narcosis, which is our first game. Uh, it's slated to ship late spring in 2016. Uh, we'll be debuting on Oculus and Steam and Xbox One uh, with as many platforms to follow. As the game is um, it's a deep-sea survival story. Uh, it's set in the first-person perspective. You take the role of, a, of an industrial diver who's stranded at the bottom of the ocean um, after an accident. And you're cut off from your colleagues. You're cut off from the surface. You're running out of oxygen. Uh, and you might slowly be losing your mind, and um, you just need to. Your goal is really simple. You just need to find a way to the surface before one of the above happens. Okay, so being that that premise scares the shit out of people, um, you know, um, I think one of the fears that a lot of people have is being trapped. You know, especially in an underwater kind of thing, like because no matter what kind of suit or boat that you have or submarine, you know, there's so many movies like you know The Abyss or Hunt for Red October or, you know, all, all these kind of movies that deal with sort of like that um, pressure. So were, were you inspired by sort of any of those existing kind of narratives when, like, you were writing this story? Or, like, did you kind of choose to sort of, like, kind of blaze your own path? The project's been in, in the works for a long time. It actually started as a, a student project uh, at a French game design school called Andremen. Uh, for, prior to when I joined, and I know one of the one of the main inspirations at the time was basically the the desire to try to set a game in, in, an, in an unusual setting or one that's rarely been tapped into. Um, you know, I know Bioshock both sort of narratively as well as uh, environmentally was like an influence because like that was that was that was the justifiably the very big thing at the time. As far as taking references from like other pop culture stuff, like I mean, we definitely studied a lot of those things, yeah. But I think creatively, like once we we settled on this idea that that the the game was about you in this this sort of piece of metal separating you from from mother nature, um, 
you know, it became a situation where like there's some like creative challenges because there's certain things you can do or can't do as a player, but it also like enabled us to try to come up with some pretty cool situations that hopefully haven't really been tapped into before. Now, being that, um, you know, that this game has a VR component to it, I always wonder, are you guys worried about literally making people so uncomfortable that they can't get through the game? Like, 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 I wonder about this with a lot of these VR games where, you know, obviously the the job is to be immersive and to really get you into it. But a lot of the games that I see, you know, like on the, you know, I saw some Until Dawn stuff for PSVR um, and some other work. I feel like it could potentially push some people away because they're just so... Because like they can play it when it's on a controller and they're kind of separated from it, but they're but they're in it. Is is that something that like you guys think about as you're kind of developing the game? Is that kind of like a necessary evil that some people might not be able to quote unquote like handle it? Um, absolutely. I mean, like one one thing that we've definitely learned along the way. You know, we don't. You know, when we show the games to people, show the game to people is that um, you know we definitely get reminded occasionally that some people are just not down with the water at all. You know. Um, some people like swimming in the ocean, some people won't get in the pool. Um, and so like that is something probably, you know, the, that sort of aquaphobia is probably not something we're going to be able to overcome. <laughs> no. But, um, but with regards to sort of like stressing people out, like, I mean, I know it's actually a pretty topic, pretty big topic, uh, sort of in the VR development community. Yep. Uh, and it's something we take pretty seriously. Um, but I think even before we even we were even sort of aware of Oculus and all all this VR things, all these VR things that were going on. We were setting out deliberately not to make a game that was too much about jump scares or more traditional sort of like uh, violent action. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you were playing it. You 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 know, we do a lot of things to sort of set a very specific tone and ambiance. And you know, we we feel like for our particular game, it's not necessary to write really a sort of abuse abuse people sort of like jangle people's nerves you know too much you know like we have a couple of things that are a little shocking or spooky but once again like those are things that have been done very well and they've been done a lot and i think if we can deliver something that's more subtle um but equally effective you know like that'll be that'll be something worth accomplishing so one thing I noticed a lot in the game during my playthrough was the voice acting of the protagonist was really spectacular um and it was one thing I worried a little bit about going into the playthrough because when you're sort of going through these underwater dark environments and it's slow, like I feel like if the voice acting is even a little bit off, it can completely throw your experience, you know, off. If I'm laughing at the person that's supposed to be in in this um, in this environment, so I mean, did um, you guys have sort of a really selective process where you really had to go through like the different, you, you know? Um, I'm assuming that the voice actors sent in like, you know, like uh, reels and you had to interview them and all that stuff. Like, like how was, how was that process to find the right voice for uh, this kind of game? First of all, did you, did you recognize the voice? Or does it sound familiar? I, I, I didn't, well, it sounded a little familiar, but I did not. Um, I thought it was someone new. Yeah. I mean, I think it's someone who's new to voice acting, but um, he's actually a predecessor in a way of yours. He, he did a podcast called Weekend Confirmed. Yeah, yeah. About one in twenty people gets gets it the instant his voice comes on, and probably about 
half the people say that sounds really familiar. It sounded familiar, but not from a podcaster. I, w- I was thinking more, you know, more of the bigger voice actor. Right. Right. Well, I mean, like, uh, I mean, so, yeah, the, the voice actor's name is Jeff Mattis. Um, he is fantastic. Um, I mean, he's, he's a trained actor, and I think he's done some voice acting before, but not really for games. Um, I could talk a long time about him because he has been uh, incredibly, um, like, incredibly, like, contributed a lot to this game, um, not just with his voice, but with his enthusiasm. He's actually been working with us on this for years now. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny you're talking about, like, big-name voice actors because I can assure you, like, our, our quote-unquote budget doesn't allow for us to hire, like, big-name voice actors. Um, but at the same time, when we knew what we wanted to do with the story, like, it, it, we knew it had to be someone who was... Um, who could like knock it out of the park and like everything he's done so far has, has been fantastic and the stuff you're listening to is actually his placeholder. Oh, so that's, not even that's that's him like um like under a blanket in the closet with his iPhone. That's really good. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Um, um, he's like you know every time uh you know it's it's funny because like I was talking with him and I got him signed on board long before I ever actually met him in person, mm-hmm. you know, and um. He would answer the phone, you know, and he'd be like, "Oh, I just finished dinner." I'd be like, "What'd you eat for dinner?" And he, he would sort of listing these things off. And like, dude, that's the voice that you know. You don't, you don't need to, you don't need to do, yeah, yeah. Or like one time I was asking him, I, I we're just making conversation. I was like, just trying to get to know him. And I was like, you know, where were you born? And he's like, oh, you know, we moved around a lot. My folks moved, you know, from here. And then blah blah blah. And like, and I was like, I wish I had just recorded that because, um, it, you know, he actually sent us a reel with him doing all these other voices, like. Cockney British accent and like <laughs> like you know like a, a southern you know sort of like southern dude with a drawl and stuff and I was like no no none of those things like just your normal voice uh, is perfect so yeah I can't say enough good things about him um, and like I'm actually I coincidentally I'm the, I'm the guy writing the story or this 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 video and stuff so like it's been like really really a pleasure to have him on board and like really really looking forward to like seeing having everyone else hear what he does because yeah. we have a lot planned. I mean, like, I guess the one thing to add is that, like I said, the, the VO um, that you heard is, is placeholder, but it's also very, very deliberately selected. That's not the words you're going to hear in those particular places and times. That's, I guess, what I would say to you. Yeah, yeah I mean, I one thing I really appreciated about that is that it's not all like, oh, I'm scared kind of VO. Like, like the character is reflective, like the character is, you know, obviously concerned, but like you, like even in the short playthrough I had, you could see sort of the variety of emotion and humanity that the character had. Um, so I'm assuming that that's something that is all throughout the game and that you probably see even more, even though this character, you know, is there's clearly scenes where it seems like they're, well, either they're losing their mind or they're really in a trippy actual experience. I couldn't quite tell for, from the playthrough, but, but um, you know, I, I find that there's always that challenge of, you know, of making them into like a Scooby-Doo kind of, oh, no, I'm scared, this is crazy kind of thing. Um, and I didn't feel that at all. Like, I was completely locked in um, to that experience. Now, did you think before that there is going to be a non-VR like release? Yeah. So, um, so like I said, we're you know uh, our, our plan is to ship initially on the Oculus Store as well as Steam, so it's a non-VR SKU, um, and then Xbox One. Um, but but I, I don't think I actually answered your question earlier. But you know, with regards to the VR thing being too intense, whether it's whether it's the atmosphere or even just the 
here's some shit in your face, you know. Um, um, we definitely plan to enable VR users to play, you know, basically turn off the headset oh. and, and continue playing, right? So, like, whether it's just because you're tired of having this thing on your face or it's just getting a little too stressful or you want to show someone else, you know, like, we, we want to let players have the option to do both. Um, you know, we have a lot of faith and, and conviction in the game we're trying to make. And we, like, we this is the game we set out to make, like I said, before we even knew what an Oculus was. Right. Um, and a lot, surprisingly little has changed since we sort of really embraced the VR thing. But, you know, hopefully, we'll, we'll, you know, our game, if, if our game is a 10, then the VR version is 11. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's, it's, VR can make it amazing, but we still, we still think we're trying to make something that works incredibly well on a lot of other levels on standard screen. Okay. Yeah, so I, I always find this kind of offering VR and non-VR interesting because, you know, almost every company I've talked to has, like, mentioned that. But I've often wondered, and again, if you if this is can't be discussed, just let me know. Um, but if companies kind of look at, like, you know, they look at their two SKUs, they do their sort of financial analysis, and, like, they kind of say the VR version has to make this much to make it worthwhile to spend the development resources to get that right. Like, is it, you know, when when you have a, a um, product that you're going to offer in, like, both SKUs, I'm just really curious if that analysis is done or if they see it as one product and they're not like saying, well, if the VR version, you know, sells half of the regular version and we're just going to focus on, you know, on non VR stuff for, for the time being. Yeah. That, that is a good question. Um, I mean, I guess the, the short answer is like, yeah, like we, of course we have to consider those things. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty much a self-funded venture. You know, we don't have a publisher. Uh, we didn't run a Kickstarter. Um, and so obviously, uh, we would like the, the time and effort like we put into this to pay off. I think it's pretty clear to like everyone involved that like VR is going to be big, uh, but big and and how well, how well whether that translates to millions or tens of millions or hundreds of millions of users and how much time like that is way beyond our right. you know we we have no idea. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, I, yeah. if I made a guess, it would it could be off by several zeros. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And then, of course, then, you know, I mean, obviously it's going to be a smaller audience than a console. You know, I mean, that's, that's obvious. You know, there's, no, there's no point in sort of, like, making that argument, per se. But at the same time, like, it's also pretty clear people are excited about it. And, like, for us as a very small team with a very modest, quote-unquote, marketing budget, you know what I mean? Like, if, 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 if the word gets out that people, like, find it to be a really positive experience in VR, and then, and then hopefully, like... Hopefully, like if the, like people dig the game of VR, the whole the, the one thing it's not going to be the one thing they like about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like you know, like yes. they're like you have to play this just because it's in VR. Well, yeah, then we then we failed. You know what I mean? Like then we failed as game designers and and as storytellers, right? So, um, I know that's not really answering your question, but you know, but like yeah, we 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 take we take the responsibility we take the responsibility you know seriously, regardless of the skew. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Hey, that's what we do on Spawn on me. We we got the good questions for them. Um, cool. So um, so yeah. So uh, we're about to wrap up. So why don't you just let the people know where they can follow information about the game, whether it's a website or Twitter account or any of that stuff. Just uh, let the people know if they're interested to um, hear more about this. Yeah, we um, we're online in all the all the usual flavors. Um, Twitter and Facebook are probably the most. Uh, the most well tended to. It's at Narcosis Game, one word. Um, we also have a website, 
um, where you can you can check out screens and videos and stuff. Um, you know, to be t totally honest, we we I guess we, you know we, we keep it a little close to the chest. We don't we don't we don't we're not out there banging the drum of this game too much um, because of you know like as you saw like it's a game steeped in mystery. It's a game about story, and those are things you can't really you know put bullet points on. You know what I mean? So. Um, you know, hopefully people will be intrigued, you know, and like find that, that mystery one that they find worth digging into and come along. But, you know, we'll find out in a couple months and hope you guys hope you guys check it out then. All right. Well, thank you, Dave, for joining us and letting us know about Narcosis. And we will definitely be checking it out when it is released. Um, once again, y'all, this is Sharif from the Spawn on Me podcast. Peace. What's up, y'all? This is Sharif Jackson from the, from the Spawn on Me podcast, representing at GDC 2016 here in San Francisco in the Bay Area. So we've been interviewing um, a number of uh, developers here, and we have a, a fantastic one. We have Nuked Cockroach, um, and we're looking at the game called Veterans, and uh, and I actually have the uh, game producer with me now, um, Aaron. How you doing, man? Yeah, hi. cool, cool. Very excited. All right, so um, why don't you give our our listeners a uh, quick picture of of the game and uh, why they should uh, ch check it out when it becomes av available? Yeah, so um, Veterans, uh, it's a multiplayer online battle arena. It's a shooter game, top-down shooter. So it democratizes a shooter game for everybody. It reminds game like Bomberman, like Counter Strike. It's very deep. It's tweaked there very deeply. So the gameplay mechanics very deep, but it's fun at the same time. So it's coming out on Steam this summer, and be later on uh, Xbox One. Okay. Now, so, so like you mentioned, a lot of great games as like influences there. I, I I heard some Contra, like I heard some some of that. So um, you know, when 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 like you guys were making this game, like what were some of the challenges that like you found in terms of like making it sort of that classic gameplay but 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 like still um appeal to like a modern gaming audience so uh, the first uh, first thing that uh, we really uh, had issue with it was the control for the game like this because to have a good top-down shooter game and with a good uh, targeting system for the game it's not easy at all because you have to tweak it very deeply Every 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 small movement you have has to be analogic, and you know that for mouse and keyboard it's not analogic. So we had to balance the game between mouse and keyboard and controller. So the first challenge was about keeping the game um, rewarding skilled game uh, skilled gamers. At the same time for keyboard, mouse, and for for the controller, we had <coughs> some issues with the camera because we want the game to be competitive later and the camera must be uh, f f uh, really really the same one for everybody so uh, we don't uh, for a top down view you have to choose between north and south camera and uh, like an average of the game the guys in the, f uh, in the north are in weak position with the l with the, with the ones for the south because they have Little, um, little field, little uh, deep of field for the camera. So we had to manage to find the solution for this also. Okay, cool. Um, so w would you consider the core audience that you're looking for in this game? Is it sort of uh, a uh, newer player that might not have ex 
experience with a top-down shooter, or are you focusing more on like the hardcore players that already have that experience? Yeah. So, as I said in the beginning, the game is democratizing shooter for everyone. So you can be a casual player and just play for fun, like a bomberman game. You can put traps. You can do nasty things in in the game. You don't you don't really have to be uh, a pro a pro shooter. So you can do amazing things without using any gun in the game, just messing around. And from the other side, you can have a friend of you who is a hardcore gamer, and he can play in the same team with you and have competition experience in the game and really um, express his skills and gameplay, and unique gameplay in the game. So uh, it's, it's a game for like everybody. Uh, there are some old school uh, mechanics in the game that ev- like old school players will recognize them. At the same time, um, it's a good appealing game and um, it's the same wave as MOBAs right now. It has the same, uh, same logic, okay, in some points. Now, like I saw that there's a bunch of different kind of military factions in the game. Does each military faction have their own weapons or abilities, or is it pretty much like the same, like regardless of, of which one that you choose? Yeah, so so that's like the story of the game. We have two factions. Uh, the game is um, the, the biggest map in the game, so its main map of the game is in Frog Island. It's a big island, lost, like nowhere. You have um, an ancient, uh, an ancient uh, god in the in the, in the island, uh, and the local guys who for- who worship this uh, this god. So then uh, you you can play uh, one of the two factions. So uh, the first faction is like a new military guys who just reached the the, uh, the island. The other one is like other military military guys that landed there like 20 years ago and they're trapped in the island. Okay. So it's like new military guys versus trapped guys like. They were there. They, they were there like uh, 20 years ago, like, like they are uh, Robinson Crusoe. So it's like, <coughs> yeah. So uh, they're using they're using um, old guns, old using guns. They they have tricks. They have something like that. And and there are the naturals, who are the local local there, and they're worshiping the god the frog, frog god. And in the game, when you are playing, you can collect some frog statues, golden statues, and you offer them to the god. If you ever uh, the team who offers uh, more the, the 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 status, you will have the neutrals with your side. Okay. okay. And <coughs> there are levels like for League of Legends or Dota, and uh, we have an economy in the game like for Counter Strike. Okay. So it's a it's a match. Okay. Okay. Cool. So 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 one part of the demo of the trailer that I really liked was I saw there was like a huge tank, the massive tank that like you were using. So. So I'm assuming that you had to go through a lot of, you know, balancing in the game to make sure that if one side has a tank, that the other side isn't just completely obliterated. That like there's ways to, you know, to like take out some of those larger units, even like even even if you might not have that on like a your side. So like you know how how much, you know, um, how much of that balancing or that tweaking is is uh, left in the game, um, before before the uh, Steam like release. Okay, so, so in the game, everybody has the same weapon. You have a budget and you spend it. But the tank, there is only one tank in the map. It's broken in the beginning and uh, you can manage to fix it in one of the team. So the team who fix the tank will use it. Okay. So this is the part of when I told you that uh, you don't have to be really good in shooting. 
but you can really mess around. So you can just play to collect those items and to fix the tank, okay? For example, and you can really, really do like really a big hazard later, okay? Okay, so, so, so when you talk about like the tactics of the game, like you can have one team member that is really just like playing like support. So like they're just focused on like gathering resources and healing and like fixing the tank. And then you can also have more of your offensive minded people that are going out. I just want to shoot things. Um, that's really cool because I, because I know like for me in most like mobile games and like RTS games, I'm a support player. I, I like to be kind of like in the middle of the road and like kind of just like help people out, not kind of be in the front because, because I get, I get destroyed if I'm like in the front, you know? So, so like, I really like that. Um, are there other things in the game like the tank that are things that like you can unlock and, and upgrade throughout a, a, a campaign mission? Yeah, okay, so uh, there is a train in the map, the Frog Island map, and um, if you manage to get that train into your base, you will have a lot of gold and a lot of special weapon. Now, it's like Russian and Dota, for example, so you can lose, you can be losing a game like for 20 minutes, but uh, uh, if you manage to get your the train into your, ba your base, so you will have like radar, like airstrike, okay. So it's like a turn in the game. If the winning, if the already winning team has a train into her base, their base, so it's like they they will finish the game right. early early start. If you get it to your base, so you can have a comeback. Okay. 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 So, so like that'll give like the losing team like a second chance um, so, to like make sure the games aren't too like like one sided and stuff. Um, now, in terms of the multiplayer options, I mean, I'm assuming it's local and online or is it uh, to be online okay. yeah online only okay oh on, online only I, I, okay all right um so do you have any plans of sort of expanding like the amount of players that can like participate in this well so right now the maximum player that we can get is like 16 in one map um for the team versus team it will be like five versus five or six versus six mm -hmm. no more because we not we need it to be tactical so in order to get a tactical game, don't have really like to be 20 versus 20 or 40 versus 30. So to be like maximum 16 in one map, um, we are trying to have um, a procedural map that um, like for one versus one, but in once other players get in the map, the map can be bigger, it, it, it will extend. Um, and um, we can reach like um, 10 versus 10 in this map. But it will it won't be a tactical map to right. be like a death match yeah. or something like that, and we don't we don't want uh, the player to be waiting for match ma matchmaking, so we are giving them this map for death match. You can start one versus one; it will be very small, and uh, when other players are joining the the game, the map will extend directly. Okay, so. Like that, we can have really a compact map, and you won't lose your time searching for other player to kill, and it to be really full of action. Yeah, I've I've never I, I I'm trying to think of a game that has a dynamically expanding map during the game. I can't really think of one. That's a really really good idea. 
Um, now, I really enjoyed, like, the visual style of the game. Like, it seemed to have, like, some humor in it. Like, it seemed to have a very, like, I could see the personality of some of the characters, even though, even though I couldn't hear, like, a voice acting or, like, anything. So, because of that visual style, um, do you guys have any plans on, like, content creation? Like, maybe creating your own characters or your, or your own maps? Is that something that's, like, kind of in the pipeline of uh, development for, for you guys? It will be only about skins right now. So uh, the players will choose between old kitsch skins. Remind, remind, it, will, it will remind them other play, other games. So it's like 90s games. Like yeah. we can have a hat like lo looks like Mario hat, something like that. I can be like, I can be like, like a Rambo kind of guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, we have a Rambo full skin ready for the star. Yeah, for day one. <laughs> yeah, and um, if you collect all the pieces of the skin, you will get a special emote, and you can recognize your hero really with special animation when you when you collect the full skin. Uh, you can uh, you can change some effects in the game if you collect other skins. You can change the bullet effects, blood effects. But once, only once you get the full, uh, the full uh, skin uh, in your character. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I, every time I see game, games like this, I always think about like the like you know creating you know like my own tweaks on sort of '90s characters or bullet effects or or the music and like that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, so I'm speaking of like the sound. I mean, is is there any uh, any voice acting or voice in the game at all? Also. Uh, the, for the voice acting, the games like the minions, so they will really saying saying nothing that you will understand. So like, okay, so so it's kind of like like the Star Fox voices or the or the uh, Charlie Brown uh, t teacher voice going on here. Um, okay, great. Um, so so like I, I know you guys are, are like rolling out on Steam now. Will that be Windows only on Steam or like Windows, Mac, and Linux on Steam? Yeah, so it will be. Uh, we are using Unity, so it will be uh, Linux, Mac, and PC. Yeah, of course. Any uh, hope for a console release on it? Yeah, it will. It will depend from the success of the game, because you know it costs a lot of money to get the portal. <laughs> so yeah, okay. We need to go to have a good early access launch. And we have to collect the maximum possible of feedback from the player. We will grant them with a tool in the game. It's like a wish list. So you, they will put their wish list in the game, and it will be public. So everybody can see the wish list of our, our players. And uh, we will try to have everything done for the final release. Okay? So after that, we'll see what will happen. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, why don't you tell the people where they can find the game? Well, where where they can find news about the game and like when when the game is available for early access, where they can find that as well. I'm assuming there's a website or a Twitter account or or like something like that. So, like, can can you share that with the uh, people out there? Yeah. So, um, right now we uh, we will start uh, the green light campaign like, like next week. Okay. So I just look for veterans in the green light. And uh, for, for the news, you can go to our website, uh, the website of the game, it's like veteransgame.com. Or if you want uh, to have um, uh, like future ideas of what's coming in the game, you can visit our blog, 
nuketocrutch.com and just read our blog. Okay. Cool. How did you guys land veteransgame.com? I feel like that would have been something that would have been registered for something. I don't know, like an Arma game or that arm, those Army, uh, I forgot the name, those Army games. Like that, I, I can't believe that like that was open. But but anyway, thank you so much. Um, you know, we will definitely let um, everybody out, out there know when the green light has begun so that they can read about it. Check it out and get in on this really great looking shooter. Once again, y'all, this is Sharice. Born on me. I'm out. Peace. So before we get to the man, the myth, the legend, this is Cicero Holmes over at C2E2. I want to take a quick ad break to let you hear some dope stuff from some dope people around the internet. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Allow me to introduce myself. Macedonia the name, BSOT's the acronym for the website and the show you need to have within your podcatcher bin. Both sides of the surface. Hip-hop, soul, funk, and electronic harmonics that are sonically rich in nutrients guaranteed to give your mind, body, and soul what it needs. All this from the poor man's podcast that's lo-fi in approach, but hi-fi in results. Radio B-Sots with Macedonia. Digging our way through all of that aight in order to bring you nothing but that aw damn. www.bsots.com Hi, I'm J.P. Fairfield, co-host of Operation Cubicle. Join me and my co-host, Cherie Jackson, as we tackle a different topic in our corporate lives and in our personal lives. Listen to our podcast at operationcubicle.net. While Kai and Ruth were in San Francisco at GDC, I was in Chicago at the Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo, a.k.a. C2E2. I love going to this uh, con. I think this one was the best yet. And, uh, of course, your boy sat down and he, he was able to talk to uh, some of the most interesting people that were there, uh, both people of color and just really, really interesting uh, things, projects. Um, the first was a YouTube project that's coming out in August called who killed Heather. Um, next up was, uh, Sherrod Jackson, who, uh, is working with devil's do comics is a local Chicago, uh, publisher. And then was Domo Stanton. Who's working with Marvel is a big fighting game fan. Then we spoke with Matt Waite, who makes comic book covers, with at 16 and 8 bit, bit versions of them. Then our old friend Karan Grant, who pointed us over to the new artist for the Iron Man, Power Man, and Iron Fist uh, Marvel comic, both uh, Sanford Green and David Walker. Uh, you guys check it out. Uh, but please remember, I'm on the show floor, so the audio quality isn't the greatest. Um, sorry about that, but I'm happy to bring you what I got. Check it out. Hey, guys, uh, this is Cicero, a.k.a. Stubby Stan from the Spawn Army podcast um, at C2E2. And I happened to walk into a booth uh, with, like, spinning wheels and uh, laptops and a hashtag. And, you know, we love hashtags in Bricago. Uh This hashtag said... Who killed Heather? And I, you know, I had to find out who killed Heather because, you know, 
Heather died, and she I did. need to need to figure <laughs> out exactly what was going on. So I'm here with one of the co-creators and one of the actors from this uh, this thing that is Who Killed Heather. Um, I'm here with uh, Kevin and Chris. Kevin is the co-creator. Kevin, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Man? Right, I'm doing well. I'm good, doing well. Good. And Chris, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for asking. Right on, right on. So, so Kevin, why don't you tell me exactly or tell Bricago what? Uh, exactly who killed Heather is and yeah. why it's why it's so fucking dope. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, <laughs> it's going to be a new web series. It's going to come out in August. Okay. It's a murder mystery show, so it's a little bit different of style for content for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be 30 episodes, five to seven minutes in length. Nice. Um, so they're pretty easy to take in. It's not nice. going to take up too much of your time. Right. Um, and the cool thing about it is it's all told from the perspective of our lead character's web camera. Okay. Um, so he kind of chronicles this murder investigation that happened on campus. And he wants to find out who really killed Heather. Uh, because the guy they got in prison for it, he's not sure that he's the one who actually did it. Ah. Um, so, yeah, we wanted something kind of unique for YouTube. Right. Kind of suspenseful. Keeps everyone wanting to watch one right. episode a week and kind of keep posting on who exactly killed Heather. Now, um, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is the podcast Serial. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And was, was that some of the inspiration for... For who killed Heather? Yeah, absolutely. We saw the the success and the popularity of serial of making a murderer, right? And we figured those are all real true crime stories. Let's do a fictional one. Sure. Um, so the stakes aren't quite as high. You're not actually concerned about real people's lives. Right. <laughs> um, and it also gave us some like creativity to kind of mess with the story a little bit. Yeah. And um, so everyone's always a suspect. You can never know who really did it until that last episode. Right. And then uh, the way we're framing it is kind of like a mini series. So once this season is over, this storyline it's wrapped up. Right. You get all the answers you want. Right. You move on to the next story. Now uh, there is a hashtag involved. Yep. Who killed Heather? Yeah. Um, I would. That would lead me to believe that Twitter plays a, a part in how how the story plays out. It does. It's, okay. It does. Um, so not only just in the show how, is kind of social media present. Right. Um, we want all our lead characters to have their own individual Twitter accounts, too. Okay. Um, so you can interact directly with them as the show is kind of airing. Right. And they'll kind of give you clues as to what's going to happen next. They'll give you their reaction on last week's episode in character. So you'll actually be reaching out to Max, who right. Chris plays in the show. Oh. And you'll be like, Max, I can't believe this right. happened last week. you got to tell me what's going to happen. Chris, as Max, will be like, you know, I can't tell you. You're going right. to have to tune in. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, everything in the whole story kind of revolves around that hashtag. Okay. Um, um, and we just figured it would be a good way to get people talking about the show, too. Because if right. you just hashtag the name of the show, right. then people searching that will be able to find more information on it. Right. So does that mean that there are, when you when you reach out on Twitter, does that mean that you may get more information than another user gets, exactly. than another viewer gets? Exactly. They may okay. be getting individual clues. Um, I want to even do some things where maybe some characters tweet something then and delete it. Right. Like 30 seconds after, so only people really paying close attention will see that clue. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we want to kind of be just like transmedia, so right. it'll be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Right. Um, anything with that hashtag, it should be following at all times, give it a search. You never know what we'll find. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, so like the, there's this progression of what entertainment is and, and the fact that interactivity yep. as a result of, you know, people seeing video games, I'm sure that that was part of the mm-hmm. impetus for you guys. Um the interactivity of of media is something that can really, really kind of take off, and you guys Absolutely. are using that in a very real way. Absolutely, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So now, so the the episodes are going to be coming out once a week. Yeah, once or twice a week in okay. August. Um, okay. So depending on the length of certain ones, we right. may just do one big episode a week, right? Or two if they're smaller episodes okay. that week. Um, but yeah, I'm starting in August, probably one to two episodes a right. week. Right. So and everything is is 
already been produced? Or all all yeah, the, the so, film is in the can? Yeah, so all the dorm room footage has already been shot. Right. I'd say 95% of everything's done. We're just getting some small pickup shots here and there. Nice. So August is even like late timeline. Like right. we're definitely not worried about meeting that deadline. Right. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely be up by then. Oh, awesome. Now, Chris, yes. uh, so you're you're the face. You're you're one you're the faces. you're you're one the pretty guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So what what was it like acting in this project? It was actually very unique because um as Kevin said, it's all told from one angle. Right. So it was more treated like a like a theatrical performance, more sure. so than like, okay, we're gonna do this angle, then we're cut, then do another angle. Which was uh it was a challenging kind of well challenge, but it was also very fun because it actually allowed you to have more creativity with that scene and sure. with your, your co-actors, your right. co-stars. Um, which actually was funny because yesterday, me and David, who's, who plays Andrew Olsen, okay. we were just talking about, like, oh, yeah, how cool it was to bond within that because we all know, like, okay, this is a challenge, but let's go ahead and just right. do it, and, you know. Right. Yeah. So were were you guys given a script or was yeah. it kind of, was it, okay, so it was definitely written and there was a, there was a finite script to go over, not kind of like, Curb your enthusiasm where they have a general idea and you guys kind of bad lib and improv your way through it. Yeah, we were giving a we were giving a script well before uh, the shooting and we were able to go over it and kind of like right. we were able to have a little bit of freedom with right. it in terms of like if we wanted to say something differently or right. whatever. But the the general gist of it was still there for each episode. Right. So okay. yeah, yeah. Well, I have one last question for you, Chris, and then I'm gonna go back to Kevin. Of course. Who killed Kevin? Ooh, you're gonna have to tune in to find out. I can't uh, tell you that one. Okay, okay. Well, have a good try. Have a good try. So, all right. So, yeah. Kevin, before before I let you guys go, yeah. um, where can people find this on YouTube? What yeah. should we be looking for? Where's social media? Well, you know, pip your shit. Absolutely. Let, so, let anytime, everybody know. Anytime you put that hashtag, hashtag Who Killed Heather in Twitter, Instagram, or right. Facebook, right. it'll lead right to our page. Okay. Um, but yeah, our Twitter is WKH, so Who Killed Heather, okay. WKH Series. Okay. Uh, our Instagram is just Who Killed Heather. Right. Our Facebook is just Who Killed Heather. Right. Same on YouTube. Right. Branding. Um, if, I like it. Yeah. If you go to our website, WhoKilledHeather.com, has right. links to all of them. Right. Oh, and are, are you guys going to be at any other cons between now and August? Yeah. So we're looking to maybe do Wizard World here in Chicago as right. well. That's That'll be right around the premiere time. Sure. Um, so right now we're just kind of doing early marketing for right. it. Once Wizard World's there, it's going to be kind of like that final push. Right. Um, and then there's a couple other ones we're looking at too. You know, um, PopCon in Indianapolis sure. came over here. Was kind of interested in having us there. And then a couple smaller ones around right. here. But absolutely. Okay. So you guys are locally based? Yeah, we're based we're in Chicago. Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. Right on. All right, Chicago. Born and bred. Yeah, All right, All right on, life. right on, right on. Exactly. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for uh, for sitting down and talking to Bricardo. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to find out who killed Heather in, in the upcoming months. Uh, but until then, we'll be checking you guys out later. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I'm at C2E2, and I happen to stop by a booth. Uh, some really colorful art, some really colorful characters, some diverse characters, um, and... Uh, the creator uh, is near and dear to my heart because he's a guy who shares my skin tone. It is uh, Mr. Sherrod Jackson. Uh, he is the creator of Devil's Dudes Entertainment, uh, what, Guardians for Hire? Oh, Galaxies Ga for Hire. Galaxies yeah. for Hire because I'm an idiot. I can't read. Um, Sherrod, how are you? I'm great. And also, I'm the, I'm the co-creator of uh, Galaxies for Hire. The writer is a, and creator is uh, Sean DePasquale. He's currently in the uh, Silicon Valley Con right now. Oh, okay, right yeah. on, right on. Yeah. All right. So, why don't you tell us about Galaxy for Hire and, and why it's awesome? Okay. 
Well, it's awesome because it's uh, it's a sci-fi fantasy uh, action action story. Right. It's, it's in the vein of, of like Firefly, Voltron, and it's it's and essentially the story is it's a it's a crew of a, a female bounty hunters. They're right. on a ship called the Galaxy Girl, and it tells the story of, of the two of the two sisters, uh, Mal and Tana Galaxy, and and like a, they're both like polar opposites. Uh, one wants to wants to go straight and narrow. The other one wants to, wants to stay a pirate. So they're always kind of butt heads, and, and nice. they they split up. But over the course of the series, we discover like, like the ship and their personal destinies are tied uh, to the fate of the galaxy. Oh, okay, and it's like a it's it's a complete thrill ride. Each issue gets gets bigger and crazier. You know, I say from like page one all the way to page one hundred. It's <laughs> you, you, you're gonna love it. So, how many issues are out right now? When did what and when did the series start? Okay, well, uh, right now we have uh, we have uh, two issues for uh, for the convention special. Uh, we're about to start issue three, and we've been running it online through Devil Zoo's website as like a digital first. Okay, and we began running running it like um, I want to say it was the middle of last year, uh, and that that's been running consistently you know, for like the last like nine months, and like a. A new page pops up every every Wednesday. Okay, and, and there it's like a, the first two issues are, are online. We're almost finishing up issue two uh, online, and we'll be beginning, beginning issue three uh, like very soon, like a, possibly like the middle of next month, oh. uh, April. Oh, right on. Yeah. So, so you can get it in physical media and in digital. Yeah. So, Comicsology. Oh, yeah, definitely. You definitely get it in Comicsology. Okay. You, you get the the first two issues, and right. you can even get the the original the original twelve page commission special on Comicsology. Right. Okay. Um, you know something? As I'm looking at the pages, um, it reminds me a little uh-huh. of a, a video game series that I like. Called Mass Effect. Oh, I love that game series. So, <laughs> is is was Mass Effect something that was in your brain as you guys were creating this oh, series? Well, it, it, as far as as far as in the writer's brain, I'm, I'm uh, not too certain. Right. It, it, I think, think it, his, this is more like a, like a little fashion, like you know, sci-fi, you know, sci-fi adventure fantasy. Right. With, with, with me, I was like, you know, I want to do something. It, initially, it started off where where we have some heavy influences, especially like like a uh, Mallory Galaxy, like her armor. Uh-huh. It's like a, a I initially started like that, that kind of influence to it, where it's like you, you got you got, you got the net guard, and it's it's like a, everything's <laughs> real, like like holographic technology, right? You know, but like I kind of I kind of like like uh, went kind of like like went away from it after a while. So I didn't want to be too derivative. <laughs> so you so you're a big Mass Effect fan. I am. Um. So you're excited for for the, four? Yes. Oh, Andromeda. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like um, I, I am because I'm I'm kind of curious is if they're gonna use a lot, like a canon ending ending from the the previous series to right. kind of like start it, or if, if they're gonna do what, what Dragon Age did with, with Dragon Age three to where you could like upload your 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 past ending and like have that be you know kind of key into like whatever your PS4, your Xbox, whatever right. your, your game you start. Right. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Right, so, so you're you're a big Bioware fan. Yeah, I am. Uh, and I, it's funny, I've been a, a big, big big Bioware fan since uh, since Knights of the Old Republic. Of course, I mean, of course, because like they literally made the the best Star Wars. Games. I mean, yes. it's, it's like they made games that are now canon, right? And because if you if you've seen like the 
latest, latest episodes of Star Wars Rebels, right? They're talking about going to Malachor, right? That was in that and, was in the and, game, yeah. That was in Kotor, yeah. It, which, yeah, which means they're gonna start talking about Darth Revan, right? And, and Holocons, <laughs> it's like it's like you get a game series that does that 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 affects film canon. That's right. a badass game. Yep, that's a badass yeah. company. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so what other games are you looking forward to in 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 the future? And first off, I, I guess let me ask: uh, Are you a current gen console player right now? Do you have an Xbox One, a PS4? Oh, I, I play my friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, all right. All right. I mean, like, that's good. Yeah, that's the cheap way to do it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still old, old gen. You know, I'm still okay. Three sixty. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so are there what other games are you looking forward to coming out in the future? Oh, I'm looking forward to uh, to No Man's Sky. Yes, yes, yes. It's like yes. I, I, that's it's like that probably, that's probably the only reason I buy a, a PS4. Okay, because like any because it's like you know, an literally endless universe game. Yes, you know it's you know it's, it's, it's a the planets procedurally generated. Right, I and mean, it's kind of like I mean just from what I'm seeing of it, it looks like it's going to be like like Minecraft for, for the for the Eve Online crowd. Almost, you know, almost. So, so like, yeah, yeah, I want to play that. Are are you interested in VR? VR. I, I want to see, as, as far as VR, I want to see what other applications are going to be for, for it. Okay, because because like a because what I'm seeing with the with the new VR, it, it like one it'd be interesting to see like a, a new Half Life game done that way. Yeah, a Half Life or a Fall, any any, right. any first person shooter done that way. Right, and and also like a. I don't know. Are you familiar with the book uh, Ready Player One? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it, shout it, out it, to Ernie Klein. Yeah, by Ernie the way, Klein, yep. I mean, it's a great book, and it, it feels like if what they're doing with the VR is going where where you kind of suspect it's going, that's going to be the reality that we're going to live in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's good in that in the sense of like, in the sense of, of what it will do for for business, right? But there's of course it's bad in the book as far as like right, how, right. How, how the environment and absolutely how, how, the, how the social structure was so, absolutely. So you know, if we can let's go like in in a positive direction with that, right? That, that, that'd be awesome. Right on, right on. So, yeah. all right, um, Sherrod, so the, the Galaxies for Hire, yeah. the available Devil's Due yep. uh, entertainment, you can find it at your, your favorite comic book store, or you can... Oh, you can't find the comic book store yet. Okay. Yeah, it's like after issue three, uh, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so if somebody wants a physical copy of Gal- uh, Galaxies for Hire, where do they go? Uh, they can hit us up at, up at the conventions. We're going to be like a like a couple of major conventions. Okay. Like a, a, okay. Like, um, it's like if, if you're if you're at a convention now, you can hit right. me up at C two E two. Right. Because like I'm I'm at I'm at booth K three B. Right. You can also hit up the uh, the Devil's Zoo first comic booth. Yeah. And of course, if you're in the Silicon Valley Con, you can go there. Okay. Uh, but just like, just like a just like a go to devilzoo.net site. Just like a just sign up for the main list. And, just, and then we'll start sending out announcements as far as like a, which cons we're going to be at. Right. So, so the convention specials you can you can get them at, at the cons. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but digitally you can get them in Comicsology. Yeah, definitely. And if people wanted to talk to you directly, how could they do that? Oh, they can. Oh, there's a couple ways they can do that. Okay. Uh, they can you know, they can check out my you know they can check out my, my Twitter feed. That's a, uh. what's this Twitter? It's a it's at Sherrod U R. That's my handle. Okay. It's a S H E R A R D Y O U A R E. Oh, okay. That's also my Instagram handle. Nice. And like, uh, you can you can email me directly. That's a that's locate Sherrod at gmail dot com. All right. Yeah. All right. That's, that's well, Sherrod, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us Certainly. and uh, really really like Galaxies for Hire and yeah. uh, uh, excited to see what you guys do in the future and keep on gaming, brother. I plan on it. 
All right, right on. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Cicero back again. I'm here at C2E2. And uh, I ran into one of my favorite characters. I, I saw uh, what looked like Deadpool Domino uh, mix-up. And, uh, and this young, young brother sitting here doing some work. And uh, I figured I'd stop and talk to him. And he was fascinating. So I, I figured, you know, Ricardo has to hear about him. Um, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Dominic Stanton. Dominic, how, I, or Domo, my bad. Domo, how are you, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? <laughs> right on. So why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell everybody what you're working on? And, uh, you know, why, why you're here at C2E2 this year? I am here at C2E2, this wonderful con, because I heard it was a very good convention, and I decided to check it out. Uh, this is actually my sex time. Uh, sex time. My yeah, second yeah. time. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> why don't you go, wow, wow. <laughs> There you go. My second time coming to this convention after four years, and um, it's a pretty good con. Um, as far as what I'm working on, I'm actually working on a book called Starbrand and Night Mask by Marvel Comics. Okay. The writer is Greg Wiseman. Okay, um, yeah. And if you're familiar with him, he created Gargoyles. Yeah. And he writes Young Justice. Yeah. I believe he worked on Amazing Spider-Man. You know, I yeah. don't need to run his resume right, too right. long. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and now he's working with Domo. <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> um, I, I just finished a book with... Um, Boom Studios as well called The Big Con Job. Okay. Um, that one I finished last year was a four-issue run with right. uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and uh, Matt Brady. Okay. Um, and I also worked at Floyd County, which you probably won't be familiar with the name, but they animate... They got a, they got an old prison there. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they animate the animated show called Archer. Yeah, oh, uh, um, yeah, I think I've heard of that show. Yeah, you might have heard of yeah, it. Maybe. <laughs> right. um, I worked on that show for about two years. Right on. And um, then I moved on to be the made the lead character designer on Chosen. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, before branching out more into comics and getting more of this kind of work. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, so like I, like I told, like I told you, this guy is fascinating. <laughs> it is, you know, I mean, he looks like, you, what are you about, 19, 19 and a half? <laughs> you know, so, so, I mean, and, Prodigy and, is, <laughs> is, you know, well, we know black don't crack, but, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're, you're a young dude yeah, and, and you've really been getting it. To that. <laughs> yeah, right. You've been, you've been getting it in, man. Congratulations, I'm, I'm brother. I appreciate Congratulations. It. I appreciate yeah. It. yeah. So now, in Bricago, we're multifaceted, uh -huh. but we focus, we're laser focused on video games. Uh -huh. You a game player? I do play a lot of games. Yeah, so what are you playing right now? Right now, I, I I hate to say, I haven't been playing any games recently. Okay. But the most recent game I have played was Mortal Kombat X. Yeah. I heard that was a good one. Um, MKX, that's a Chicago product right there. There you go. Um, what's that? Marvel vs. Capcom 3 yeah. is a pretty good one. Uh, actually, I've been checking out a lot of, um, what's that game? I can't even think of the name right now, but, uh, I play a lot of games. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So you're a big fighting game guy. Yes. You're a big fighting, fighting game guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to Khalif, our, uh, our, one of our other co-hosts who is a huge, huge, huge FGC, nice. uh, you know, supporter and proponent, you know, a, a proponent. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so yeah, you would get along 
yeah. very, very well with him. Also, I have to say that the God of War series, yes. I've played every single game and beat every single game on God Mode. Oh, well, look at that. So, uh, David Jaffe, if you're listening, <laughs> um, I know you do. Uh, there you go. Here you go. You got a big, big fan of, of the God of War series. <laughs> uh, and for those of you who haven't listened to our David Jaffe episode, make sure you go back into the archives <laughs> and listen to David Jaffe uh, talk about how awesome uh, politics are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, like, so you, you know, you're doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. What's what's next down the line for you? Um, you know, what's happening with the series that you're working on right now? You said you're. In, epi- in issue three of Star at- Brandon Nightmask, right. um, that's going to go to six issues. Okay. Um, unfortunately, it was canceled um, after six issues. So um, after that, the sky's the limit. I, right I got nothing set up for now, but okay. you know, we'll see. All right, well, I mean, if, if your history has shown anything, you'll <laughs> land on your feet, brother. <laughs> I and, certainly hope and, so. Uh, you know, and, and be making other things, other amazing <laughs> things happen. Um, so... Where can people find your work, find your art, talk to you, um, I am, you know, help support you? I am all over the internet as at Domo Stanton. You can literally find me Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Tumblr, even my email, Domo Stanton, everything. Right on. That's that's what we call branding. There you go. Well done. Well done. Well done. So, uh, yeah. And where can where can they find the books? Um, your local comic stores, okay. um, online, Comixology has it, um, and yeah, I believe even Marvel.com has it. Okay, right on, yep. right on. Well, uh, Domo, thanks so much for talking to Bricago, thanks so much for talking to me, and, uh, we, you know, we'll see you around, and, uh, we'll drop a quarter in the machine and bust your ass. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, right on. <laughs> Walking around C2E2, I went to a, uh, a booth. They had an amazing book called Nairobi. And uh, while I was there and I was sitting and I was talking to them, they said, oh, wait, you really need to speak to Matt Waite. Um, I didn't really mean to make a pun, but that was the thing that happened. <laughs> and, uh, and, and they said, you know, Matt makes great variant 8-bit and 16-bit era um, covers for us. But he also does it on his own. And so I grabbed him, and here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt. Wait, Matt, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing really well. Uh, how's the con been for you so far? It's, it's been steady. It's been fun, just like it is every year. And right. I love this show, and it's the hometown show, so it's like everybody's right. coming to me. Right on. So that that that's really, really cool. Right on, right on. So, yeah, so why don't you talk about some of the things that you're doing, um, some of the, 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 the uh, merch that you've got um, at your table. Okay, so I've done every video game cover except for six that has ever been printed in the last four years. Really? Yes. Valiant Valiant took on another artist when uh, for the second run and third run of their 8-bit and Minecraft uh, variant covers. So that's what I've been doing lately and um, just did the ones for Stranger Comics, right. which is a play on Bonk's Adventure, Altered Beast, and Zelda. Nice. Which they turned... That was one of the funnest things. And the fact that they let me do a Bonk cover... Yes, yes, yes. For a game that was well ahead of its time. 
on a nine hundred dollar system in nineteen eighty nine. I'm just like I, I love working for these guys. Right on, right on. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and and you know the interesting thing I saw the cover. Um, it's it's the Bonks Adventure theme yeah. for this comic. That's about uh, tribal African goddess, yeah. and uh, so it's, it's fucking amazing. Well, it just it wound up being like I was supposed to go a whole different direction with that cover, but then I I was looking at the the lettering, and I'm like, she has a giant O in the middle of her name, right? Bonk well, has right. a giant O in the middle of his name. <laughs> I'm rolling with that. Right on, right on. So, uh, what's what's upcoming for you? Uh, I've got a cover coming out with Boom. Um, I've got a couple creator-owned projects coming up, and I'm going to see what else is what else is out there. I mean, the show is great because, like I said, it's my hometown show. Right. Everybody's coming here, get around to talking with Valiant and Marvel and stuff and seeing what's out there. Right. And there's a couple good things coming up that I can't really talk about yet because hey, I don't even feel, know. Feel free to scoop, you know. We, we well, I would like to know because they, they <laughs> offer me stuff that I don't even know what is what it is yet. Right, so. right, right. Well, you know... It's clear based on the conversation that we're having that you're a big video game head. Yeah. You know your games. Yeah. What are you playing? I'm playing Destiny. Destiny, really? Destiny. You're not playing the Division. The Division is out right now. The beta, the beta made made me fall out of love with the hype of that game. Get out of here. You, you know, we were talking about this. Uh, uh, talking about this before we started recording. You had some. Uh, more colorful language to yes, uh, and I'm gonna hold back from the colorful oh, language. Oh no, you can okay. you feel free. Fuck to... that game. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the two year hype. It's not what I expected out of that game, and it really, really disappointed me because I was expecting like a full on scavenger type of game. Right. The minute I uploaded that game and I saw I had unlimited pistol ammo, I'm like, this fucking sucks. So you were expecting. Last of Us in New York, pretty much, and and instead you got action game in New York. I got call or um, uh, SOCOM right in Apocalypse, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's a and that's the a fair assessment. on that game is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the fact that you go into the dark zone, you open up the door, and you get shot, and you're like, well, fuck, because <laughs> I'm still loading my gun because I'm in the safe zone, right? Right, and, right. Like, and you can't is... do anything in the safe and, zone. And, and, and you know, it's the whole thing is I just sat there and travolted. You right, know, right. I just did the, 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 the left and right motion. Right. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but no, um, with with Destiny, I mean, I've got hundreds and hundreds of hours on it. I mean, a right. couple of my artist friends here are, are on that game. Right. A couple of my Chicago guys, we all get together on Tuesday night. Right. Actually, one of my buddies came in from Kansas City nice. to this show. Just to meet the raid group, right on. Yeah, right so, on. So I mean, Destiny has brought us all together. So I mean, right. it's like Tuesday night at nine o'clock. We're all we're on, ready for fucking raid. You know, right on. All right, what console? I'm on Xbox. Okay, yeah. okay. What's your gamer tag? You want to share it with Chicago? I got uh, my gamer tags Guardian Down. Guardian Down with uh, <laughs> in down the O is a zero. Right on. Okay, yeah. right on. Yeah. So all right, so you're so you're completely off the division train. Yeah. But what I will say is, as a New Yorker that now lives in Chicago, I will say that Ubisoft has redeemed themselves with regards to how they represented the city. Yeah, because Watch Dogs was a fucking piss poor representation. Oh, don't get me with fucking rock. That, yeah, that, you know of Chicago. I, yeah, yeah, 
Whereas the division, I'm not, I'm not saying that the divisions mapping the way they have the mapping and everything is. They failed to say, especially after a three year hype. Right. They failed to accurately portray what that fucking shitty ass game is. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. That's one take on the division. Yeah. But <laughs> Rocket League is the shit, yo. Rocket League is the shit. I am. Rocket League If I just want to turn shit. off my head and play a video game yes. fucking ro- Rocket League with my goddamn DeLorean. Right. Aces. And I love the hockey version of it. Yes. So so now I've got a question for you. The first time playing Rocket League was last month in February on the Xbox One, or had you play it, played it before? Two weeks ago. Oh, okay. on Xbox. Oh, okay. That's when I bought it. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that was your first experience. That was my with, first, first experience with Rocket experience. League. Yeah. 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 So, so just so you know, Rocket League was one of our runner up, runners up for sports game of the year on, uh, on our, on our show for our game of the year show from the PlayStation 4 and PC yeah. version. I'm so happy I, I was that so... Xbox owners are finally well, getting the, getting a chance I'm to play. I'm seeing videos of this awesome fucking game online and right. I've seen it as a PS4 and PC exclusive. I'm right. like, well, fuck, I, I really, and I am, when I go to buy a game or I want to play a game, right. I really got to fucking love that game because it's taking my, it, take, it takes time away from my art. Right. Right. So, I'm seeing these videos, I'm like, dude, it's RC car soccer. Yes. It is, it is what was on, they watched Top Gear. Yep. And made the game. Yep. I want to play that fucking game. Yep. Then my buddy messaged me, he's like, Hey, who else is on Rocket League? I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> and I bought it that second. I bought my fucking DeLorean because I'm a huge Back to the Future nerd. Absolutely. And the fact that when they get smacked on the side and they explode, oh, yeah. the two fire with the, the license plate spinning, fantastic. Yeah, man. Rocket League, Rocket League are, is an amazing game. They paid special attention to the details. Yes, yes. And I appreciate that. Right on, right For on. For a $20 game, they put more detail into the little shit than the fucking shit ass division. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's let's talk about let's talk about your art again before I let you go. Okay. Um. So, all right. So you got some stuff. You got some stuff that's out right now. You're, yeah. you're working with uh, was it standard uh, stranger stranger, Com- stranger stranger comics. I've got stranger comics. comics. I've got one Boom. coming up with Boom. Okay. It just it hasn't been released yet, right. but. It is straight up throwback. Right on. It's going to be amazing. People are going to go nuts for it. I got currently Street Fighter versus GI Joe for IDW. Nice. Uh, it's six covers connected into one level. Oh, awesome. Um, and the the current uh, C2E2 exclusives, which you can order online at Strangers Comics, and. That's what I got going on. That's what's currently out right now. Okay. Now, if uh, people want to see your art, people want to buy some more of your stuff, they want to talk to you, how can they do that? The easiest way to get a hold of me and what I actually update the most is my Tumblr, which is matthewaite.tumblr.com. Okay. And that's Waite spelled W-A-I-T-E? Yes. All right. Um, are you on Twitter? Any I'm other on social Twitter. Media? Twitter is uh, twitter.com Matt Waite. And okay. my Facebook is The Art of Matthew Waite. The Art of Matthew Waite. Yep. Okay. 
All right. Well, Matt, thanks so much for I visiting see. Bricago. And, uh, man, visiting. I'm here. I'm from here, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so there you go. So now he lives in Bricago. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, huh. also coming up, um, next week, I'm yeah. making an appearance at Hollywood Boulevard in Woodridge for oh, Superman yeah. Batman. Okay. Right on. And then we're going to have a special thing done for Civil War in May. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So all this stuff is going to be local in yes. the Chicago land yeah. area. Yeah. Right on. Right on. So, uh, so all our Chicago residents that live in Chicago, um, make sure you check out Matt Wade because he's fucking the shit, man. <laughs> Fuck the division too. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, thanks so much for right. taking the time to talk Thank to us, you. man. I appreciate right. it. No problem. So one of the great things about coming back to C2E2 is it's almost like summer camp where you get to see old friends and, um, I'm actually sitting right in front of one of my old friends, one of Bricago's old friends. The last time we talked to him, he was living in Brooklyn and he was about to do a, an art exhibit at BAM. Right. And, uh, now he, he went from the right coast to the left coast. He's <laughs> LA bound. He's getting cock diesel. He's, you know, he's enjoying, he's enjoying, enjoying it. like you. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm unleaded. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's enjoying the sun and, and the, and the, the beautiful weather of the Southern California. Right. It is, uh, our, our friend, Mr. Karan Grant. Yes. Karen, how are you doing, man? Uh, doing good, man. Doing good. Um, just, you know, doing the C2E2 thing again. Right. You know, enjoying myself, you know. How's, how's it kind of been for you so far? Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. It, it started out a little slow. Right. But I think everybody was, like, recovering from St. Patty's Day and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yesterday was amazing. The last couple of days have been amazing. I mean, the fans turned out, especially the the, the cosplayers. They turned out. Yes, I mean, yes, they have. Yeah. Yes, they have. So, um, so it's been yeah, good. As as we're talking, there's somebody walking by on stilts. Right. Um, right. You know. Looks it's, like he's made of money. Made of money. <laughs> it's the craziest shit ever. I don't even know what that's supposed to I be. Need, I need the tackle. Right, that's right, exactly. <laughs> Get some of that. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you, I mean, look, you don't need to tackle anybody making money because you're making money. Or all on your uh, own. You can always use some more, though. Right. Based, yeah. on, based hey. on the work that you're doing, man, it's... It's it's just it's it's fantastic. What so what what's been happening for you since since the last time we spoke? All right, so um, I've been working with with this uh, production company um, in California for for a minute, off and on. Okay, and they uh, they needed an art director for for some projects, so they invited me to move uh, closer. Right, packed up my stuff, packed my studio up from uh, Brooklyn, moved right. to uh, to LA. Uh, luckily, I landed a, a, a dope. Uh, personal studio, big Word. space. I can kind of wild out, do some real, real, real wacky stuff. Some uh, some art that I've been trying to do. Okay. In the meantime, I do, you know, consulting with them and do some other stuff too. Okay. As a year, so that's like, I guess it's been twelve months since I've been out there. Right. So since then, I was approached by uh, some of the the creators of Oculus. The, okay. The uh, virtual reality goggles. Yeah. Um. So they wanted me to 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 inject my style into uh some concepts in that realm really so um they you know they they funded a small project that i've been uh you know creating with some uh with a small team you right. know uh it, it's actually in a kind of no team some guys are actually in, in europe some are here some in, in um la wow. so we've been like putting this little thing together small film um it's a it's uh 
it's a universal story. It's a story about you know, you know, being be banished out of out of uh, your your realm, and I've okay. having to uh, to put yourself back together and all that, and then right. you really got to get what's yours. Okay. So, yeah. So so now this is gonna be in VR. It is gonna be in VR. It's so, a virtual reality experience. So you're going to exist. In the world, as the story is revolving as around the story you, is revolving around you. that's crazy. So there, there's some some elements, there's some secret elements in the story that actually moves it moves it along because you know virtual reality you can't move the camera, you can't have cutscenes and move the camera right, right, right. right. So you have to uh, be real strategic. So it's been it's been a little challenging trying to figure out how to do it, but we figured out some ways to really kind of move the story along. With some of the elements and the props within the story, so right. it's a complete virtual reality experience. Um, they got some new uh, new technologies now that you can actually interact with the with the um, with the story. So, as a as a viewer or participant, you can actually participate in. The so story you're so you're going to gonna interact the, with the story with the characters and, the and, and move the story along. So there's a potential that each person's experience is, is, is going to be unique. Unique. Wow! Wow! So now you you've done stuff in in the video game world before. Yes. This this kind of skirts that line. Yes, it does. It does, and it you know it could spin off into that as well. Um, but the re- the, the 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 thing that kind of landed this project was the last project I did for uh, Ninja Gaiden. Right. That they really liked the the sumi uh, Japanese influence style and all that right. stuff, and the, you know the ink washes that I do, and then that's when they hit me up and they said, you know. Uh, Let's see how, how, you know, we really like what you're doing to so see how this would look in the virtual reality world. Wow. So, all right. So, percentage-wise, how far along in this process are you guys? Well, we've, um, we've you know, built the world, built the characters, built all that stuff. So, right. now we're, we're, you know, working out some, some story some story elements mm-hmm. uh, to kind of move it along. It's it's a real real short right now. Right. Um, We've got some leads on on uh, Cannes Film Film Festival. They're interested, or maybe even Tribeca. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's, it's going all the way. Wow. So it's it's all about just working out the little kinks because, like I said, you know, putting this style in the virtual reality world, it's a little challenging. Right. Right. So it's taking a a, a, a while to work, but it's it looks amazing. Right. It looks like it's it's my art just painted in brush strokes in the in the art. You know, That's crazy, and it's and it is. It's your art. It's my. Art. It's your art, and they're animating your art. Yes. Shit, this is gonna be this yeah. is gonna be fantastic. Be do do we, do you guys have an idea as to when well, you'd like to well, see it released? We want to um, premiere some some bits in uh, Comic Con coming up this this in uh, San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. Oh, okay, so in, in a few months. So, so yeah, so this yeah, summer. So it's like okay, now, so. right. Okay, so but yeah, it's looking it's, good, man. We've got a lot done so far, and yeah, it's looking good. You know, I'm proud. Yeah. Of it. I'm really, really proud. Of it. I mean. Remember me when you blow up, son. <laughs> so I can, you know, maybe I can sell popcorn at your premiere or some shit. You're blowing up too. Uh, <laughs> We're blowing up together, yeah. <laughs> um, that, I mean, that really, honestly, that's amazing. Uh, I mean, the, the art that you do, your style of art, it's, it's like this. It's, it's almost like five star watercolor. Yeah. It, it, um, I you know, it, and, wow. and just, uh, so to be able to see that, in in a in a three D space, space, I can't I can't yeah, even I can't even imagine. It, 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 it don't even make sense when you speak it. Right, but right. It took a but, while but, to even get it together. But when you do, it's just like right. But that I mean that's that's kind of part and parcel for what VR is. Right. You know, yeah. people can can conceive 
what it is, yeah. but they can't really empathize. Right. They can't really fully understand it until they experience, until they experience it. it. Yeah. And so, that's and that's you know, it's all about building experiences absolutely. Yeah. for for the in the VR space. Yeah, and, and this is like a completely unique take on it. So right. you know, I mean it's looking good. It's looking right good. on. So, yeah, right it's on. gonna be good, man. Right on. So yeah. Quran, I, you know, I'm gonna let you get back to to selling selling your wares. Yeah. Um <laughs> and uh but you know, in the meantime, uh, if the people want to talk to you, they want to get at you. How how can you do they that? They can find me on my website, KaronGrand.net. They can find me on IG, you know, Instagram, right. Karon Art, uh, Twitter, right. Karon Grand Art. Okay. On anything on Google, just Google Karon, K-E-R-O-N. You can find that name. All right, everywhere. that's so what's up. I make sure it's everywhere. So yeah, Karon, uh, thanks so much for uh, visiting Bricago again. Thanks for taking the time out. Can't wait. To see what this thing is in Oculus, make sure you stay uh, stay in touch with Bricago. Make sure you stay in touch with Spawn on Me, All so right. that we can pimp your shit because it's dope. Absolutely, brother. I All appreciate right? it, man. All right, man. Thanks yeah. a lot, brother. Yeah, respect. So it's me again here at C2E2. Um, I was sitting with Karan. Karan has this cover of Power Man and Iron Fist, where uh, Power Man looks like Rick Ross. With, with it got the Rick Ross beard, but it looks dope. And he was saying that it was a variant cover for a, the new series of Power Man and Iron Fist that is being drawn by the guests that I have with me right now. Um, Bricago, I want to introduce you to Mr. Sanford Green. Sanford, how you doing today, man? Um, everything's good, man. Real good. That's what's up. How, how has uh, C2E2 been for you? Uh, it's been excellent, man. Um, lots of love. Um, wow, uh, the reception for the new series has been tremendous. And, uh, yeah, it's just, um, um, I'm overwhelmed with, you know, <laughs> with, uh, joy. I know that sounds kind of hokey, but, you know, it's just, uh, what it is. I mean, we, we actually, uh, I think the con made our, um, our book, um, an exclusive. So you can get the book, um, you know, I guess, uh, at the con, um, as an exclusive so that was kind of cool and uh yeah so i'm just like wow this is <laughs> you know this is one of those things where you're just kind of taken back you know that's that's what's up that's yeah. dope yeah. yeah so uh uh why don't you talk about the series itself and uh you know where where it's going to go and when it's going to start and uh kind of talk about uh, where we may have seen some of your work before uh well as far as the uh, power man iron fist is uh the series uh just recently started um, we're up to issue two now. Issue two just came out like, um, uh, I think two weeks ago. Not even that. It's probably a week ago. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're, we're full steam ahead on that. There's actually some things that we're going to be introducing in issue three to the Marvel Universe. So mm -hmm. we're excited about that. Right. Um, some things that you would appreciate. Um, even people of color, they're, they're going to appreciate because of where we're coming from with it. Right. But it's going to be for the entire Marvel Universe, which is pretty exciting. So right. stay tuned for that. Okay. Um, and in terms of stuff that I've worked on before, um, I've done, you know, uh, Runaways, uh, the Secret Wars yeah. Uh, yeah. version of Runaways. And okay. uh, I've done some uh, stuff, uh, you know, the typical work at, uh, at uh, Marvel, Spider-Man, um, did some Deadpool stuff. Right. So, yeah, you know. Right. I, I, lo I love how comic book artists casually toss around the fact that they've worked on 
some of the most iconic pieces <laughs> in the history of of media and art and entertainment. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah, you know, I worked on this little series called right. uh, Spider-Man. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I did yeah, a little right. Secret Wars. Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe you've seen an issue or two or right. something like that. Right, um, right. Can, we, can we talk about uh, Power Man specifically? Yes. And the, the evolution of the character... From oh, wow. from its inception uh-huh. in the in the late seventies or in the mid seventies, right. where it was kind of a black exploitation stereotype. Right. Give me my money, honey. Right. Um. To where he is today, and especially with the attention that both Power Man and Iron Fist are getting with the the presumably fantastic series that will come out on Netflix. If right. if it's any indi- you know if yes. what they've already put out is any indication. Right. right um. Right. Has any of that kind of motivated? Um, the way that you are informed, the way that you've drawn the characters, or uh, is there any direction to kind of make them less spoofy, less stereotypical? Right, right, uh, right. You know, right. Well, now, that, now that we're in 2016, <laughs> well, you know, the thing, the thing about it is, um, truth be told, we wanted to bring some of that stuff back. Not some of the. Uh, we didn't want to do some of the, too much of the campy, you know. Um, exploitive right. things uh, per se, but what we wanted to do is bring back the element of fun that was, you know, portrayed in those uh, comics then. But what we did as well is we updated a lot of the the um, a lot of the things that are you know relevant today, um, right. social issues. Honestly, truth be told, some of the social issues then was still right, you know, uh, prevalent now. Yes, but the. Uh, in terms of how each uh, character, you know, Luke, you know, then Luke Cage back then, he was the, you know, again, like you were saying, black exploitation and right. over the top and just kind of, you know, right. again, just way too campy. Right. Um, you know, his evolution evolved, you know, the evolution of him uh, through the last uh, 20 years. Right. Now he's, you know, of course, not only older, but, you know, Jessica Jones, they're, they're married, they have right. a child. Right. And, you know, through a lot of that, he's moved on to being a responsible parent. Right, and, right, and exactly. More or less. Exactly. You know, Danny, Danny is still right. that guy that's, you know, holding on to the yesteryears and he right. wants to be, you know, um, you know, uh, devil may care. And, and he goes out, you know, headlong sure. into, you know, this whole, you know, this do it, think, you know, do now, think later kind of thing. Right, right. You know, so... <laughs> But um, that's what makes the, the, their characters so interesting now is technically the roles have flopped, flip-flops, because you had the, um, you had the, uh, back then, uh, uh, Luke was that way. Now he's more right. serene and, and, right. and, and, and level, introspective, level, introspective, right. you know, and of course, Danny then was more of that. Right. Now he's, you know, devil may care. So right. it's, uh, it's fun. I mean, people are really, really excited about uh, and it's natural too, because really, what what has happened was it is not necessarily our ideas. We just took what has happened to them, like you were saying, the evolution of these guys, and we said, you know what? Truth be told, their roles are reversed now. Why don't we really play up on that? Okay, you know, it never really was said, right? But because they were often in their own worlds, dealing with their own issues, what have you, and their experiences allowed them to. Uh, you know, evolve into where they are right now. And we just kind of 
you know, keyed off on that. So right on, yeah. right on, absolutely. So, uh, so the issue. So this is going to be. This isn't like a a special series. This is going to be. The, this is the new run. This is it. Uh, of Power Man and Iron Fist. This is it. We're not talking six, six issues. Right. And you know, we'll get one trade paperback and right. then it's done. Right. This is the ongoing series ongoing right now, absolutely. and you're going to be there. Right. Um, Doing the covers right. and doing the art right. from here into eternity. <laughs> yes. What, what you just said. It sounds good to me. That sounds really good to me, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right on. Right on. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so where can people find, find the books in their favorite comic book shops right yeah. now? Uh, yeah. I mean, anywhere that comics are, are sold, man. Right. Any, anytime that, you know, you, you go out to your brick and mortar. Um, online as well. Okay. Um, it's going to be there. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, we talk a lot about video games. Do you yeah. play video games? You know, funny thing. You, you say, I, I don't have time because I'm right. doing Power Man Iron Fist. That's right. You know, 24 make that money. 7, making that, making make, that cash. Make that money. You know, and, um, you know, focusing on that right now, but right. I'm actually working kind of on a side project right now. Um, I, d- I dab in some animation. I have a, okay. a small animated studio, animation studio. And uh, we're doing an animated project for a uh, video game company. Actually, I can I can say what the company is now. Okay. I can't say what the project is per se, oh, but sure. uh, Gearbox. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, we yeah, know we Gearbox some, very, yeah, yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, Gearbox is kind of they're kind of known. So you know, uh, Destro. Uh, yeah, no yeah, doubt. Destro. Yeah. Uh, so if if you guys are are following me on Twitter at Stubby Stan, you'll see a picture of Destro. Up on Twitter, uh, Destro is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah he just walked. He just walked by. But you're working with Gearbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. You know, doing an animated uh, trailer for a new game that they're working. That's amazing, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing, and yeah. you know that, and and that's one of the reasons that we started Spawn on Me right. is because. We don't know, we as, as communities of color, as marginalized people, right. we don't know that there are people out there that are doing work right. with the games that we play, the media that we consume, right. that look like us. Right. And it's amazing to be able to hear about stuff right. like that. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's true, man. Yeah. You know, the uh, animation uh, world, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, um, brothers sisters if right. you will right they're they're working in um, that um and of course the uh, video game right. industry you right. know there's a lot of uh diversity um you know starting to come right you know, absolutely right. absolutely absolutely yeah now sanford shit you're doing is dope appreciate it i mean the the artwork that i see here on the table yeah. is fucking fantastic <laughs> um you know i want to raise a black power fist Every time I see things, yeah. beautiful women, no uh, beautiful art, great stuff. No uh, people want to see your work. Yes. Um, they went out, they bought Power Man and Iron Fist. Right. They got extra copies. No doubt. They, they got sealed. Oh, yeah. But they, they, they want to see more. They want to see more of what Sanford Green is doing. Right. W- where can they go to find where them? Where they can go, man. Dude, I like your your, your, your build-up, man. Right. You're, you're, you've been doing this for a minute. Okay. <laughs> well, um yeah, well, you know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, all that, at Sanford Green. At so. Sanford Green. That's yep. branding. Just one that, name. That's, there you just go. keep it going. Yeah, keep yeah. it going. Yeah, right I don't on, do right all on. the, you know, code, right, whatever. Right, right. You know, it's like, <laughs> my name is Right it. on. Yeah, right so, on. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So, uh, Sanford, yes, sir. I really appreciate taking the time out to talk to us. Absolutely. Um, really excited to see what's going on with Power Man and Iron Fist. Um, hopefully, we'll be talking about you know, 
how you're in volume five oh, wow. of Power Man oh, and wow. Iron Fist. And uh, that's a John Byrne type. Right, thing right, right exactly, there, exactly. Okay. You know, okay. they talk. You know, right. John Romita, yeah. John Romita Jr., yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd McFarlane, okay. Eric Larson, Sanford Green. Oh, wow. You know? What a transition. Right. There that's, you go. That's crazy. There you go. Drop the mic on that Right, right. right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, thanks so much, brother, for taking the time to talk to us. Um, when you've got more information about what you're doing with Gearbox and you're able to tell, tell everybody, right. we would love for you to come back to Bracargo and tell Spawn on Me sure. um, what, what it is that you guys are doing. Sounds great, man. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, brother. Thank you. All right. So right next to Sam for green is another table full of beautiful blackness and uh you know I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to sit down and talk with the artist that's responsible for this table of beautiful blackness but let's before we even talk about um the person who he is let's talk about what's on the table we've got the uh cyborg uh, trade paperback. We also have the Shaft compilated uh, trade paperback. Shout out to uh, DJ Ben Amin who eats his words um, because because uh, it was it was much better than he thought it was going to be. And the person responsible, at least partially responsible, for making Ben Amin eat his words. Is Mr. David Walker. Dave, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing beautiful. I'm here in Chicago. The weather is nice. And Don't lie. No, the weather <laughs> is nice, which is all. You cannot ask for anything more in Chicago, <laughs> really. And, and I'm going out for pizza for dinner tonight. Oh, so there you go. That's, yeah. That's there you go. How's the con been for you? The con has been great. I've never been to C2E2 before. Okay. Um, I know some of the folks that run it. They, it's Reed Pop. Right. And, and uh, I've been meaning to come out to the show for a long time. And I'm just glad I came. I had a great experience. I've met some of the, some of the best people I've met. Um, I've done dozens, if not hundreds, of shows. Right. And 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 I feel like Paul Stanley and Kiss when I say some of the best people right here <laughs> in Chicago. Oh, right. But yeah, no, and I, I, and, I just, and as if on cue, yeah. there was a cheap pop in the, in the audience. Look at that. A yeah. Fucking amazing. You are a wizard, man. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> so, so let's talk about um, some of the things that you've done, and then you're actually working on something very closely related to Sanford Green. Okay. So let's start with uh, what you've done in the past, and, and, you know, most recently, some of the things that I was actually talking about on, here on the table. Uh, you know, I was, doing, I was doing Cyborg for DC. Uh, just right my, the final issue of that comes out. My final issue of that comes out. Uh, very soon. Okay. It's, it's, I, I left the book a little bit earlier than expected. Um, and then there's uh, the, the Army of Dr. Moreau is a creator-owned book that I did several years ago. Nice. Shaft is uh, is from Dynamite. Shaft's Revenge is a novel from Dynamite. So all words, no pictures. Um, right on. I, I, I can't and remember. so you wrote that? Yes, I wrote right that. Right on. Um, and, and currently I'm working on... Uh, like you said, Nighthawk, which is coming out in April or May, excuse me, from from Marvel. Okay. And then um, Power Man and Iron Fist, which is out right now. Issue number two just dropped. Number three is coming really soon, and and that's what I'm working on. That's my big, that's my big thing right now. Right on, right on. So, uh, you you know, I I asked Sam for this. I'm going to ask you the same thing. Um, we're we've watched the character evolve. Um, yeah. uh, both characters actually. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist from from their uh, 
initial release in their initial run in in the in the early seventies, mm-hmm. where they were both basically caricatures of stereotypes. Yes. Um, you know, Power Man Luke Cage basically being the black exploitation. You know, he ran heavy yeah. with that black exploitation yeah. trope, and Danny Rand was David Carradine. He was yeah. the the white you know the white yeah, yeah yes yeah. exactly yeah exactly the 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 white kung fu master. Yeah. Um, how have the characters evolved? Um, and what is it that? How are you guys um, moving forward to perpetuate the evolution of of those characters? Oh, that's such a good question. It's also a complicated question, but right. um, part of it is is just to show them as show the human side of them more than what you would say is the trope or the some of the stereotypes that right. are involved with them. So what you do is is you just you sit down and you sort of mine the characters. You you look at their history and you start to to, to break apart what makes them tick. Right. And and that's what we decided to do and 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 look at some of the some of the better aspects of their development over the years. I think that uh, like when Luke Cage was a member of the New Avengers, was some of the best storytelling of that character. And so I, I took some of those some of those aspects and threw it into the mix. So it was already in the mix, but I threw it into my personal mix for the character. Right on. Um, so it was, it was it's a lot of stuff like that, and it's and it's just it's about having fun with those characters and making sure that that they are entertaining and likable but that they also have some 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 flaws and some personality quirks that make them compelling right right so uh i mean that's that's everything yeah and and these two characters specifically along with jessica jones along with uh you know basically these heroes for hire yeah um are really getting a lot of play on netflix yeah uh people are really starting to pay attention to them um has any of the build-up hype translated into positive work or positive sales um, so far with with your title? I, don't, I, I, that, I, I think it's a little too soon to tell. But, sure. But the book has been received incredibly uh, well. It's, the sales have been great. Right. Um, the reviews have been great. The support has been great. So, I, I you know, I'm sure that the, the Netflix uh, TV show stuff has something to do with it. But I think a lot of it is, is the popularity of the characters and right. just us us coming along at a time when this is there, – there's no other books out like this right now. Right. There's no other characters quite like them. And so I think that that has – it definitely has more to do with it because um, I don't know how many people have watched Jessica Jones on Netflix and then gone, oh, hey – Power Man, that's Luke Cage, and so therefore I'm going to read that comic. I I, I don't know what the, that crossover is like. Right. I know there's a lot of people who went out and read the, the Daredevil comics and, 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 and did read the Jessica Jones comics. I think once the Luke Cage show comes out in September, we'll, we'll see some sort of bump. Right. But for now, it's just, um, I think a lot of it's just really people that have been fans. I, I, I've talked to so many fans who are like, oh, I, I, I love both of these characters. And I asked them, you know, did you ever read the original Power Man Iron Fist? And they're, and these are, you know, fans that are like 20 years old who have never read that book and did not know it existed. Right. Which is just kind of funny to me. Right. But it's like, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, so, so as, a, as an artist of color. Yeah. Um, how, you know, how long have you been in the industry? How have you seen the industry change? over over the years and and what does that what does it mean has it met for you 
um, as it's, as it's going on? Well, I, I can only speak for what it's done for me, um, as uh, for me personally. I, I think it's 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 in some aspects it's changed, some aspects it's stayed the same. Um, for me, it's you know obviously I'm working on an, a couple A list titles for the biggest comic book publisher in the United States. Right. So, right. Um, in the world. It, yeah. Yeah. And the, so it's a tremendous opportunity. Right. I'm, I'm incredibly fortunate. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I think we still have a long way to go. I still think that, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's strides being made. But, you know, it, it's if there is an actual destination to where we're going, we ain't there yet. Right. You know, so we're just still on the journey. We're still right. trying to figure it out. And, right. and we're at a point where it's like it's difficult to map it because, because no one's been here. It's like, it's like Star Trek. It's like we're boldly going where no one's gone before. Um, and it's like, and until it's not just people of color, it's right. women, it's, right. it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's matters of, of gender equality yes, and, absolutely. and, and racial right. equality right. and age equality, right. class exactly. equality, exactly. and you name it straight across the board. Right. So has it gotten better? No, it's, it's, in fact, it's gotten much worse because, <laughs> because Trump would not be where he was. If America was a better place. Amen, brother. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. So, um, you know, what we've, we've kind of talked about what's great about the character spe- uh, specifically, but what about this run? Okay. Uh, is, is something that people should be looking out for and, and makes this run very special. Um, for for fans, for new fans, for old fans, specifically for old fans, for fans that were that were really that really loved the series before, okay, and and are you know looking looking for it to return. What what can they expect? They can expect to see aspects of, of this friendship that they've never seen before, right? And they can expect to see both Luke and Danny grow and change as people. Um, in ways that they haven't seen before. Right. So, so what we're what we're going to see is really the next stage of evolution for these two characters, and 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 really get them into a position where there there's there. I mean, Luke hasn't had his own title since the '90s. Right. There's no excuse for that. Um, yeah. So we're we're just going to see this friendship in a way we've never seen it before, and right. I'd like to see it so that. So that Luke and Danny are regular fixtures in the Marvel Universe all the time. That they're not just sort of like, oh, wow, wacky guest appearance or something right, like that. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's amazing. So, all right. So, we're going to get ready to wrap this up um, because uh, you guys didn't hear it. Yeah. Because C2E2 is wrapping up. But uh, if, if people want to see you, yeah. um, they want to read your work, they want to see... Uh, that you know they've they've gotten Shaft, they've gotten Cyborg, they've gotten uh, Army of Doctor Moreau. They're they're invested and subscribed to uh, grabbing all of the copies of Power Man and Iron Fist. They want to see more of David Walker's work. Where can they go? Uh, they should just go to uh, badassmofo.com. That's B A D A Z Z M O F O dot. Um, so that's it. Badassmofo.com, and uh, you can also reach me there. And and that. I don't update it as often as I should, but that's where you can find me and figure out how to buy stuff from me. Okay, and uh, Twitter? Uh, Twitter is David Walker 1201 1201 alright. 
Uh, any uh, Tumblr or Instagram or... I got all that stuff, but it's, it, after a while it becomes a bunch of numbers and right. letters. So <laughs> you, you, you find me on, on Twitter and then you find me everywhere else. Right that, on. That's how it works. So. Right on. So, uh, yeah. So, Dave, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Um, the best of luck on this uh, fantastic series. I can't wait to see what what more uh, Power Man and Iron Fist has, have, has in store. And, uh, you know, I wish you all the best luck and success. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. All right. No problem. Take care. So there you have it, Bracago. Uh, that was our chilled out episode, uh, full of dope interviews from every corner of the planet. Well, not really. It's like two kind of almost a corner in the middle <laughs> of America. Uh, but definitely want to say huge shout out to Cicero and to Sharif uh, for, for making it out to the respective shows. I think we had an amazing time at each one. And we're going to talk about that specifically again next week uh, and give you more of a breakdown of exactly what we got to, to hang out and, and, and play around with and talk about some of our experiences during both GDC and C2E2. So thank you to everyone who listened. Thank you to everyone who's been paying attention to stuff, all the new followers that we got uh, and every, everybody who's kind of uh, been supporting us in, in this wonderful, wonderful run that we've been having. Um, so we will see you all next week and we will say peace. Peace.